Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you guys tuned in today. So here's what to expect from this podcast, and I'm going to try to not let the perfectionism slip in here because, hey, I'm ADHD. And that's just it. That's the thing to expect. I am ADHD. I'm an ADHD life coach with ADHD, diagnosed at 28 and now 30 years old, learning still to this day other ways to manage the challenges ADHD brings to my world and to help others better manage those challenges too. My whole world is ADHD. I have a neurodivergent family. I spent eight years working in special education. I am in a relationship with an ADHD partner who has ADHD children. So really, truly, I am ADHD. And I hope that through this podcast, you learn from those experiences and you get some helpful tips and tricks to maybe help you understand, accept, and coordinate the chaos that comes from your ADHD too. Okay, guys, I'm going to be honest, the perfectionism has kicked in. Oh boy, I thought creating TikTok content was a a real test of the perfectionist inside of me that I'm trying to recover from. Yep, making this podcast has made it so much worse. But hey, let's try to dive into episode one, finally. In this first episode, I felt like it's important for you guys to know how I got here, how I started making this podcast, and how I got diagnosed with ADHD to begin with. So let's look back into my journey to an ADHD diagnosis. My journey is a bit unconventional as far as getting an official diagnosis goes, but I do, however, feel there are pieces of it that are incredibly relatable, especially the shame and imposter syndrome that prevented my acceptance of my symptoms. When I was a kid, I bounced. Seriously, I bounced all over. But as the voices of, knock that off, calm down, and you're so annoying, got louder, my bounces shrunk. The bouncing moved to inside my head, thoughts jumbling up and down constantly. Often they would bounce off my tongue into big clusters of scrambled speech. My big body movements became an award for most talkative. I was no longer told to stop bouncing. Instead, the you're so annoying rang out in louder, more heartbreaking chimes in my mind. Those words bounced up there a lot. They made friends with, you're too much, and shut up. Those clusters of pain echoed in my mind and made me a smaller and smaller version of myself. Until I wasn't so annoying anymore. Until I was no longer too much. But I was also no longer my true self. As I got older, I would joke about having ADD. My doctor mentioned him thinking I had it to my parents once, and that moment stuck with me. It lingered in the back of my head as an answer for the bouncing, but not one I ever fought to officially know. So I would joke, joke about the question mark. (laughs) As life shifted, it was no longer a joke. Life became too hard to make that joke anymore. It wasn't a cute excuse for my bouncing. Instead, it was a source of more shame and just another possible label to add to the list. I never officially sought out an answer for myself. I just kept trying my hardest. I finished college and moved forward into adulthood, always hopping from dream to dream. When I finished school, I decided I was going to be a realtor, got my license and everything. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't last. Then I was in the management track at my Target store. Mm Mm-hmm. That didn't last either. 
Finally, I landed a long-term sub position as an associate teacher. I was helping kids in learning support and loved it. I loved the opportunity to be there from the beginning of their school journeys. Finally, that became a full-time position. And with that came in-services about ADHD and executive dysfunction. All of which I resonated with, but I always had some reason why it couldn't be me. Whether it was the social stigma around ADHD or my own imposter syndrome, there was always a reason that it couldn't be ADHD making me struggle. Let's face it, I wasn't a bouncy little boy. ADHD didn't fit. At least the version of ADHD that society puts out there. I also had this horrible narrative about myself stuck on replay. Much of it being from the voices in my past, but some of it being from the voices of my present at that time. My reality became that I just wasn't a good enough adult. I sucked. I was a failure. Why is it so hard for me to clean my apartment? Everyone else can do this. You're the worst, Amanda. Became a frequent affirmation in my mind. And it didn't help that my then partner reaffirmed those words, constantly shaming my inability to keep house. It was even one of the reasons that he gave for leaving. I was inconsistent and didn't do what he wanted me to do consistently enough for him. Duh. There was a reason for that. I kept trying to do the thing like a neurotypical housewife. I had grand plans every day for what I would do, but then I sat in a shame spiral glued to my couch and watching The Office for the 20th time. This was my pattern, until the urgency built up enough for me to do the stuff. Usually after he screamed at me and reminded me of my epic failings. Then I'd have a week of keeping things in order before the consistency crumbled and all the things went back to the way they'd always been. Now that toxic situation is a whole other discussion, but a definite piece of why I couldn't see what was really going on. I let his narrative for my actions overrule the symptoms I saw in ADHD that felt like mine. Funny enough, when we split, I began doing things my way without his voice in my head and was finally able to keep my space clean because it was my way. But I digress. Right before my marriage ended, I suffered my sixth pregnancy loss and reached out to a new therapist. She helped me to see all the trauma I was facing and started to work through the PTSD I had suffered from all the abuse. Once my life began to stabilize, she realized that ADHD was still there causing harm. I still struggled with triggers from my PTSD, but I was at a good place in my healing that overwhelm shouldn't have been affecting me the way that it was. The overwhelm was coming from the undiagnosed ADHD, which, side note, includes ADD. There's three types. We'll go over that in a future podcast. One day, we were in session, and she stopped my nervous rambles to just blurt out, Amanda, I think we need to medicate you for ADD. That was it. The answer that made so much sense. We talked more about it, and the next two sessions, we did a thorough evaluation of my symptoms. I lit up the charts. Seriously, my twice exceptional inner child would have been so proud of my high scores. <laughs> I finally had the missing piece. I finally had an explanation for why I struggled to act like my neurotypical peers. That answer came with some grief, but mostly was a source of relief. I had already had a decent knowledge of ADHD from my family, work, and my new partner, who's also ADHD. 
but I went down this massive rabbit hole for more answers. The hole became this vast knowledge that I am so very proud of, by the way. <laughs> I got all the books, watched all the videos, learned all the things. From there, I started sharing my experiences and what I had learned. I did this on TikTok, which, hey, might be why some of you are here listening to this podcast. If you are, hello and welcome. <laughs> and one day, one of those random videos I made on TikTok blew up and became 40,000 followers almost overnight. I realized how great it felt to share, advocate, and educate on there and decided to see how to make that into a career. I then started looking into ADHD life coaching and finally started the courses right before Christmas of 2020. I sucked in more and more knowledge so I can best serve the people I work with and have found something that I am truly passionate about. As I said, my journey to a diagnosis was unconventional, but I am forever grateful to my therapist for seeing that piece of me that others and myself were blind to for so long. <laughs> 28 years to be exact. The year and a half since my diagnosis have been my favorite part of my journey with ADHD, mostly because it brought me here. So what does here look like? Well, part of it is this podcast. I did not think a year ago that I would be doing a podcast about my journey with ADHD. I did not think that there would be anyone who wanted to sit and listen to me talk about different symptoms of ADHD for more than a minute, like on my TikTok videos. <laughs> but here we are. And I am so excited to be here. Here also includes my coaching. Not only do I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I find so incredibly rewarding, I also offer group coaching. I have small groups so that we still get more of that one-on-one -on -one experience, but you also get the support group aspect, which I love. And at the end of summer 2021, I will be starting large groups, which I am thrilled about because that means that I can help more people. That means that my reach can go farther to help other people understand, accept, and advocate for themselves. And I just love that. I love that part of my job. That's literally my favorite thing about coaching. Another really cool thing about where I am in my journey with ADHD is that the things that I learn and work on with my clients, I can use those things too to help the people I love. Because like I said earlier, my whole world is neurodivergent. My friends, my family, my partner, his children, they all have some sort of neurodivergency, mostly ADHD, just like me. And it's so cool to be able to sit there and say, hey, did you know this thing about your brain? And have them actually see that, oh my gosh, that's a thing. That, that's, a, that's a thing I experience. Time blindness? What? Yeah, that makes so much sense. Like I've had those conversations with people I love and it makes me so happy and I feel so gratified and grateful that I get this opportunity to not just expand my reach to others, but to put this knowledge into action with the people in my life. So I'm going to end this podcast here because I know that I can start rambling on about all the different symptoms and all the different things. But hey, if you're listening to this podcast, nine out of 10 times, it's because you're an ADHD or yourself. <laughs> you might have someone you love that you're just trying to better understand. And if that's the case, 
bravo, I am so proud of you for being here. Because that kind of understanding and knowledge is what this world needs to see that we're not doing things differently because we're trying to be rude or disrespectful. We're doing them differently because we need to do these things differently. We need to make our world work for how our brain works. But before I end this first episode completely, I do want to just do a quick plug for the ADHD Lady Coaching Services. If you or a loved one is suffering with ADHD and you need to better understand the challenges and strengths of your ADHD and diagnosis, please reach out. You can do so by going to my website, theadhdlady.org, or by sending me an email at theadhdlady at gmail.com. I'd also like to include a testimonial from my one-on-one coaching. I'm a 36-year-old former software engineer whose life fell apart at the end of 2020. I'd been following Amanda on TikTok for a while, so when she started her coaching business, I immediately knew I should reach out. Amanda has not disappointed. I don't think it is exaggerating to say that I have made more progress in six months working with her than I have in 20 years. She is really helping me pull my life back together. Thank you, Amanda. And that's from Peter, and I'm very appreciative of all of my clients who have sent in testimonials. Thank you guys so much, and I am so grateful for all of you for being here today. Thank you all for tuning in for episode one. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we're going to talk about the three types of ADHD and some common ADHD strengths and challenges. I really look forward to seeing you guys again. Thank you for tuning in to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady.